Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan. Today, we got a, a new topic that we're going to cover today. For those uh, fans out there that are interested in football and soccer, we, or soccer for us Americans, we're going to be talking about the Champions League. We're going to do some uh, previews of their playoff round and recaps of the games that have already happened, and uh, we'll just go from there. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Um, especially just being back at the gym after the snow and power outage. It's great, you know, to be back. Anytime you go back to the gym, it's just a relief. So it's always great to work out because it's not just about the physical aspect, but it's also mental, mental aspect. It makes your mind sharper, like get things done and accomplish things, you know, but it's great. I can't complain about it. But how you been, Brady? I've been good myself. Yeah, I also got to the go to the gym tonight. It's been the first time I actually went to the gym since the pandemic hit. And uh, wow. I'll tell you what, man, I'm feeling a little sore tonight. I know that happens. It happens. <laughs> Quarantine, but now things are starting to get back to normal. So that's good news. Very, very good news. Yeah, I uh, sat down to do some homework right after I got back and uh, went to stand up after I went and ordered dinner from Panda Express. And uh, yeah, I uh, had a hard time standing back up. So that's kind of how my night's been going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's okay, though. It it, it happens, but glad you survived. Mm -hmm. Glad you survived. So uh, yeah, so we got... Let's, before we get into uh, the uh, the Champions League, which is the main meet, there's a few uh, sports news stuff that's happened with the sports we cover. We'll just briefly mention. Um, just so we'll be uh, talking about them later on in later episodes, but we'll just kind of briefly mention them as they just happened today. So uh, the the CEO of the Mariners has stepped down after he made some uh, relative um, tone-deaf comments about, you know, players and MLB um, prospects with, you know, in the Seattle farm system. And just overall, it was not a very good look for Seattle. And he, uh, he it, the article says he resigned, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he actually got fired. Yeah. Stupid move. That's all I got to say about that. Idiotic. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you go and watch that, well, the press conference is no longer on YouTube, but if you were to watch that or you listen to uh, Buster Olney's Baseball Tonight podcast, um, you can hear some clips from it. And you're, you just sit there and you go, why? Because, <laughs> like, service time manipulation, we all know about it. But, uh, to actually like hear him talk about it and actually talk like basically say that's what they were doing is just you just it's just upsetting and it's it shouldn't be done but that's a topic for another podcast yeah uh the outdoor game for hockey that happened this last weekend went very well uh it got postponed of course because uh ice and sun they don't agree very well you know (laughs) There's uh, been there was some quite quite some good memes with that. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll be talking about all those topics in later podcasts as uh, the week goes on or month goes on. Um, but we really want to spend a lot of the yeah, main focus of this podcast talking about <laughs> the Championship League over in Europe. So, uh, Alan, I'll let you take point, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well. Champions League, for those that don't know, it's basically an annual tournament that happens every, well, obviously every year with the top teams in Europe. Basically, you have to qualify to get in in your league. Like, you have to finish top four. Several leagues, like, you have to win it. Just depends on how good is, or not good, or how strong is your league. And, and it just basically starts with a group stage. It's eight groups of four. And only two advance to the knockout stage. And, and so far, this Champions League has been, it's been very interesting. It's really like, like the, especially these past COVID has changed a lot as far as like 
not like we always talk about the big teams like Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, uh, Liverpool, Manchester United, etc. But we also talk about the little like teams that on the second tier, like Atalanta, uh, RB Leipzig, some even Borussia Dortmund that they make runs at it as well. So, so this is a competition that you will get some spoilers and and so we'll keep we will talk about several of those teams and and let's get right to it yeah let's do it so obviously we know barcelona has messi one of the generational talents in uh, in football uh, is juventus in it i don't remember if you mentioned that or not okay they're in it yeah they were in the same group but obviously juventus they won their group. That's, so we will break. We'll break their matchups. Their review their matchups, and because I'll tell you how these teams performed. Uh, I would say it was poor. So if you're ready, ready to break it down, let's do it. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we start with that? Um, just because you know, Messi and Ronaldo back when they were playing with. Madrid and Barcelona that was uh quite the games to watch and I think that'll be that's going to be a fun game to break down so let's kind of break it down okay let's break it down so I'm going to start let's start with the um Barcelona playing Paris Saint Germain Mm -hmm. they actually were the runner-ups of last year's Champions League edition and the big question obviously um was not having Neymar, who had a, a duct, an adductor injury in league play, I think cup play, my bad, in cup play in France, and will miss up to a month, probably even miss the second leg. They're still, they're evaluating it still, but you still have another weapon in Kylian Mbappe. And really score a hat-trick in not just against Barcelona, but in Barcelona. Like, like to me, it confirmed what I've, what we've seen in the 2018 World Cup, and then into the seasons. He's not only a fluke, but I, I'm what we're seeing with him. I know it's just one leg. That I know they beat four-one, but this is a different part. Paris team that they not just want to go back to the finals, but they want to go back and win it. And him scoring a hat trick and one of, as one of the commentators said, one of Europe's castles and Cap and Barcelona and Cap No, winning there to win to win it at that at Cap No, you have to, you gotta have a heck of a team with heck of a players. And a team that really plays nothing to lose. And that's what Paris Saint-Germain did. And I think I'm seeing a passing of the torch from Messi to Mbappe. And we're, we're gonna, we are seeing that soccer or football will be in good hands. And also, there's, this also is about more about Barcelona because like, this might be Messi's last year playing in the Champions League and a Barcelona uniform and playing against a team who is, who's interested in having him over. So we'll see what's going to happen. But I think, to be honest, the Barcelona team that we've known for decades, for like, I would say a decade and a half, kiss it goodbye because it's over. They have to, they're getting old and they have to fix they just have to fix who they want to be. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think you're you're probably onto something as we talk about uh, Mbappe taking over the reins from uh, Messi. You know, like <clears throat> I think that's where Barcelona is. They're going to be a different team for sure when once Messi leaves, if he leaves, you know, but. Uh, it's nice to know that they kind of still have that generational talent going with them going forward. And that's going to help them a lot. And, you know, like 
it's going to be a different world in soccer once Messi and Ronaldo decide to hang up the cleats because, uh, you know, that's kind of – that's like the matchup I always remember when I was starting to get into this, this sport, right? Excuse me. Was uh, the uh, rivalry between Messi and Ronaldo, and whether or not there's a rivalry yeah, between the two of them personally, like just the sock, the matchup rivalry was always a fun rivalry to watch for sure. Yeah, it was absolutely, and it's an end of an era. Barcelona will, uh, even though they still have another leg to play, but they're not. Uh, this is a different Paris Saint Germain team. Like when before, when I thought of Paris, like when what is the first thing you think of Paris? Besides the Eiffel Tower. Yes. Uh, honestly, not much. Uh, mostly it's just the Eiffel Tower. It's kind of hard to think of something where I don't know much about, other than oh, okay. like the most famous landmark. When I think of Paris. Okay, because when I think of Paris, you think of the fashion, you think of how affluent French people are. And with this team, that's who they are. Like, a lot of, like, obviously what helps was, like, the ownership, like, the Qatari ownership investing billions to get players. And with one objective, like, not just to dominate France, but Europe. And in recent competitions like these, they have faltered. Like they've had big time collapses, teams where we thought, oh, this is a heck of a team. Like heck of like they're gonna, they have the best players. Even Slatan played there. But for some reason they can never get their act together. Now, like they're running the momentum from last year. Now, they even have a new coach in Mauricio Pochettino who came from Tottenham in England and he guided them to the Champions League final. And this is a team and with a team that basically, um, yeah, they will spend, but not like crazy, you know? So he basically did like less, like he basically did more with less. And now he comes here, he's got Ars- like the Arsenal with him and and giving them that free spirit. So, like, PSG, they are a mature team, and they want to get back and not not be – not choke this time. Instead, close close out Barcelona, and you never would imagine Barcelona being eliminated in the round of 16. They always get go to the next round or semifinals or finals, and they'll make a deep run, but getting out in the first round – I don't think we have not seen that in years. No, and that's, I think, the most surprising part is that Barcelona got eliminated, right? Because you expect a team that's as loaded with talent as Barcelona to do well in that type of setting, especially when you have someone as experienced as Messi and Mbappe in high-tension, high-pressure games like this, right? But, uh, it's it's truly showing that Paris is really moving forward in the world of soccer and obviously is here to stay, I think. I mean, there, time yeah, will only tell for sure. To stay. Yeah, it only will tell. Um, and I, I think Kylian Mbappe is going to be like, hey, like, this is not over yet. We still got to close it out. And... And I'll say, like, in two weeks, it's going to happen. There there won't be no comeback. PSG will just shut it down. And now imagine when Neymar comes back, they're going to be a better a better team and more attacking. Now it's like, what options do they have? And I think Barcelona, they will have to answer questions, and they're going to have to figure out, like, when Messi does leave, how they're going to handle it and – I'm going to say this. This is his last game as a Barcelona Barcelona uniform in the Champions League. I'm saying it right now. Really think so, huh? It's going to happen. Yes, I really do think so. And then hearing uh, reports that his family is already learning French. Oh. 
oh, it tells you something. Like, hey, like it's there's rumors about that, but all I'm gonna say is like when you hear things like that, it just shows, hey, we're out of here. And it's been a lot of turmoil for Barcelona the past two seasons, and they do have to clean like what players they have to bring in. And a lot of it with them, they're gonna have to bring a lot of defense because Gerard Piquet, Jordi Alba, they're getting gold. The midfield, Sergio Busquets is also getting gold. They're just bringing a lot of attack, 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 which is great. But you need someone who's going to hold the middle and the midfield. That's what Barcelona was great. Not having Xavi Hernandez anymore or Andres Iniesta, which were the two guys who made sure the midfield, hey, we control it. They don't have that. And and this is the time where they're going to have to find it either through the transfer or they better start developing in La Masia, which is their youth academy. So if Barcelona wants to get back to being who they are, they better start focusing in those areas. Not worrying about attack because they got a lot of attackers. Yeah, I think, you know, the old adage of the best defense is the best offense, right? Like, especially with your midfield, right? They go, they're, uh, they go all over the place, you know, and so you got to have a strong midfield to help that attack as well as that defense. Otherwise, you're not going to do well. And I think we saw just how weak that part of the the roster for Barcelona was this this past little uh, Champions League postseason. Yeah. So they got to make some additions and help Ross booster that. Yeah. So. And I think. Yeah, I agree. And especially if met with Messi's family starting to learn French, it's it's very telling because like either they're just doing it for the fun or they're really considering moving to a team in France, you know. And I think we're starting to see uh, the end of the days where superstar players and generational talents just stay with one team, you know. Yeah. Which is truly unfortunate, Absolutely. but it, that's kind of the way we are. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. And I'm saying it as a Real Madrid fan, like, I, I don't like Barcelona. I respect them, but I don't like them. And Messi, you know, he's been a thorn, but I respect him. I admire the greatness, but how Barcelona is handling it, it's no good. And, and they're going to be really cute for it. Like, and just, and I think he will play with a chip on his shoulder with a new team, whether it be in, Paris, or another team that we will break down, Manchester City in England. So we're going to find out, but I'm sorry, Barcelona, perdón, in Spanish, it's over. You're gone in two weeks. Yeah, I think that's really how it is, unfortunately, because I think we saw a different level of Ronaldo come out when he left Madrid and went to uh, Juventus over in Italy. So it's yeah. it brought out a whole oh, new level to him. It kind of it uh, rejuvenated him and kind of brought that competitive spirit back to him almost, you know. A little bit, yeah. <clears throat> but we will break down Juventus because this is a team that they brought Ronaldo for one reason to lift the Champions League trophy. And they have not done that. They've been outset both times in the quarterfinals. And even today, today, like last, like they lost against Porto 2-1. And basically, they did not show up. Like I was I was a little bit disappointed. But obviously, Juventus, they make comebacks like this. They've they've done it before, but I'm just like, does he have that magic left? I'm just like. Yes, I'm like, I wish he does. Like, I know he can do it because I've seen him and I root for him. But it's also like, how many times do you get down 2-1 each round, each first leg, and then you come back? Which I know he's done it. I, I don't doubt that. But I'm like, how much can you take, take it, you know? And that is something that Juventus, they have a lot of pressure, a lot, a lot of pressure heading back to Italy. 
And I think another part of that too is, you know, as he's getting older, he can't do all the things he could do while he was younger, right? Like, he, yeah. he can still carry the team and be an influence for the positive on that team, right? But uh, it's uh, he's got to get help. And I think that's Juventus's problem right now. I think they're, they had the mindset of, oh, like, we have Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, we have everything we need now, you know? I think mm-hmm. I think this is where uh, soccer and baseball kind of have a little bit in common. One guy can't carry the whole team, you know. When you yeah. have more than just five people on the playing field, you got to have all pieces work together. And if you're relying on just one guy, it's not going to work out too well. And yeah, got to have that. Help. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, he's got to have help. Like, Alvo Morata, you had success there. Where is it? Go score. Uh, Paulo Dybala, another great forward. Like, put him in there. Like, and obviously, like, you have a, a coach who has played in these games before, Andrea Pirlo, and has won this competition. I know, like, he, if he notices, hey, I got to use these guys to help Cristiano do it. And this is their time to step up. But also with Porto, like, this is a team, like, that you give them one shot and they score, it's over. It's over. There's no way they're going to – Juventus will not, will not come back from this. And I'm saying this because, like, they – they should be, and they should be contending for the finals and not get out like that because, and especially the key for this game, it's going to be Juventus cannot make a mental mistake because first leg, not even three minutes of the game, Porto scores of an error. So it's going to come down to that. Like Juventus, they got to be ready, score, score, and score. And not give Porto life because if they do, then another disappointing season for Juventus, and we don't know what, like what, what they're gonna do because they they will try to retool, but how they're gonna retool that is that is for us to later see in the future. No, yeah, I think that's spot on there, Alan. I think it's very telling. You know, you can't give a team life, especially when you have the roster that you do, right? Like, if you give another team any hope, it it messes with your your momentum and it messes with your game mentality, right? And it just doesn't work out too well, I think. And now you also got to realize there are going to be times in a game where you just don't have it Um, just because that's just Mm -hmm. how a game works. You know, you can't – you physically cannot be met like physically and mentally on like for the entire 90 minutes of the match. But if you're on mentally and physically for at least 60 minutes, if not more, like, and that can be spread out. It can be consecutive. Like you've won the match, you know, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think, <clears throat> Uh, you got to contain and you got to not only contain, but you got to use your <clears throat> power and just overtake the game. And I think when we see it with Ronaldo that he really can take over that game. He has this ability mm-hmm. where all of a sudden he's take, taken over the game and it's insane to see, you know, and I think, we're going to start seeing that. And I think he's probably uh, ticked off. And so he's just going to do it. <laughs> he's going to take the, yeah. over this next game. And we're just going to see something we've never seen before. Yeah. So just to um, just end before we, we get to the next two, re- the other two recaps briefly. Um, so basically, will Juventus make the comeback and not just win the leg? win the, their game, but also 
Does they get like also the map the series? I think they'll make the comeback. Um, I honestly haven't watched enough of Juventus. Um, it's kind of with all the other sports I watch, it's kind of harder put soccer in the rotation so i need to do that um <laughs> but so I'll, I'll have to watch more and cover watch some film but if they can honestly with the t- talent they have on that team just looking at the roster if they can win tomorrow i think that'll put a feather feather in their cap that will lead them to win the series yeah. um i'm not going to go out and say they're going to win the final um, as okay. much as I want to see, you know, I'm a big fan of Ronaldo. I just, I just love the guy. You know, if, I think him, Messi, and Slaton are what got me really interested in soccer. I think living in Europe for a couple of years also did that. <laughs> I mean, that's bound to do it, you know. But I think that's what really did it is those three names, those three guys. And the more I've watched Ronaldo, the more I've learned about him. The more I just really like him, and. I think he's he's got what it takes to just take over this series in this particular game, and I think he's going to do it. And we're going to see something from him we've never seen before. Yeah. They're actually playing in two weeks. All right. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. We already give the verdict on Barcelona. Bye-bye. Juventus making a comeback. I also do believe they'll, they'll do it, but they cannot let Porto score. If they do this again, they score early. That's it. There's no, there's no way Juventus will make a comeback like that. No way. Well, I think so it we all depends on how they score, back. right? Like if they just, you know, score off of a dumb mistake, that that's going to be telling. But if they score not because they were let or Juventus let them score, but because you know it just sheer luck and was a spectacular play, right? Like. Then yeah, they could you could do something. It, it all depends on how they score. I think. Obviously, you can't let anything on your side of the game happen to where they score because you let them. But like <clears throat> it has to be in a sense that they have to earn it. And I think Ronaldo and Juventus are just gonna figure out a way to do it. And I don't think they're going to give Porto very many chances. I just don't see it. Now, I could be very wrong. You know, I haven't – I've just looked at box scores and read recap articles. I haven't actually seen see, uh, seen play like you have, Alan. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> over the years, just watching Ronaldo, I think that's kind of how, how I feel about it. Okay. We will see about that. I'm looking forward to it as well. And then the last two games that we'll recap, we'll just go through them briefly. Um, Liverpool um, beating RB Leipzig 2-0. However, they did not play in Germany due to the, uh, the shutdowns that's been going on there, the protocols. They actually had to go to uh, Romania and play their leg there. And I think they're still going to play there. I'm not sure. Their second leg. But I'll just say, like, Leipzig, They've been a pretty good last year. They they shocked everybody making the semifinals. But I think Liverpool, like winning the Champions League two two years ago to like last year getting ousted in the round of sixteen, I believe Liverpool will move on. They they're still hungry. They want to get back to the to the winner's circle. And obviously, when you have players like Mohamed Salah, just like a beast along with Sadio Mane, like. And also Roberto Firmino, the, the three-headed monster in that attack, they're going to give you chances to score. And a defense, like, who – it's been up and down a little bit. Like, like obviously not having a player like Virgin Van Dyke has hurt him a little bit, but they're starting to come together. And you will see him back. And I think Liverpool, their, their goal is they want to close this and not just move to the next stage, but they want to get back to where they were two years ago when hosting their their the title two seasons ago. Yeah, obviously that's the goal of any team season, right? Is to host the championship yeah. trophy. Um, if it's you, and uh, it's kind of fun because you just see the celebration and the elation that hey, we did it. So I think 
and Liverpool's a great team <laughs> from everything you've heard for the past few years. You know, they're they're doing really great things in the Premier League, like and it's just unreal. <laughs> so I think Liverpool's got a good shot yeah. at obviously, you know, like you said, they're in contention for everything right now. And I think they they got a uphill battle almost because that's how the championship league work yeah. or champions league work. It's uphill battle for everybody. So I think, yeah, it is uphill. but uh, I, yeah, I would just say they're probably one of the teams that I can see doing it with the least amount of resistance. I don't know why. Yeah, they can. I could honestly see can, uh, but a, a, a finals of uh, Juventus and, and uh, Liverpool and, I don't know who would win in that case. <laughs> uh, we'll say about that, but look out for Leipzig. I think this team, like last year, that like they spoiled everybody making the semifinals. We'll see this year. Like you never know. Teams like that can just change the game, and so we'll see. We'll get. We'll, we'll see about that in a couple weeks. And to to close out our review, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Beating um, Sevilla two three two, and obviously another guy who would to keep an eye on. And we mentioned with Mbappe, like the passing of the torch. Another guy who could also take that torch and create a somewhat of a rivalry. We'll see what happens in their careers. Is Erling Haaland, like the uh, unbelievable uh, striker from Norway. And uh, basically, he's a scoring machine. Like, it's just basically every game, he'll score a goal. Pretty much every game. Like, there was, he had a stat, like, he would score, he scored 11 goals, like, in 13 games. That's how good that guy is. And, and I think, really, it's all going to come down to how, like, how he plays will determine that. And also having Jaden Sancho there from England who does probably a lot of playmaking and scoring. So Borussia Dortmund, yes, they are a young team, but they are a team that they 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 just want to show, hey, we may be young, but hey, our goal is to like make some noise and get to the finals. Like they want to be that team that you better start talking about them. Yeah. I mean, every team wants yeah. to be talked about, whether it's, but more, probably more so for the good over the bad, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Sevilla, they're not a team to sleep on either, but historically, Sevilla, like, they, they go on and off, but I think Borussia Dortmund, like, having a world-class striker like Erling Haaland, like, there's just simply no way to match that. So, like... I see Borussia, they do win it. It will be close, but I think it's going to be be a draw. 2-2, but Borussia Dortmund will move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to contest that very much because, like I said, I've been caught up in a lot of the other sports we cover, Alan, so I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to trust yeah, your judgment on okay. that. You know? So, cause like yeah. I can, I've looked up box scores and read game recaps, but that's not the same as like watching the game yourself. You get a different feel for it. Yeah. So, and yeah, I trust absolutely. your judgment that's on that. Why. So I think I'll, I'll, uh, I'll agree with you. Um, obviously, uh, Holland, he's going to be a very, uh, great force for his team and providing that extra edge that a lot of teens probably lack. Um, excuse me. So I think uh, if you're, you know, the team on the other side of them, you gotta figure out a way to stop them. Um, yeah, stop them and go from there. Question is, can well, you? You know, like I don't think. Can you? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> can you? Yeah. So, like, we'll say about that. Yeah. When you have talents like that, it's just a matter of can you hold them to just enough where they become a a less less of a, a big factor in the game. And yeah. I don't honestly know if you can. <laughs> There's uh 
<laughs> just to bring it back to hockey for a quick second in the outdoor game, right there, uh, Nathan McKinnon, he takes the puck and he goes down the ice and, uh, uh I want to say it's Mike Petrangelo on the, on the Vegas Golden Knights. And there's this file crip, go mm-hmm. to YouTube and just search Petran- Pet- yeah, Petrangelo. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay. And basically what goes on is Nathan McKinnon, he gets the puck and he starts charging and he's, I think at the end of the play, he scores a goal, but uh, all you just hear is Petrangelo and he just goes, Oh boy. <laughs> because when he, there's no stopping him. He has that ability. Like we talked about with Ronaldo where he can just take over the game. And I think we hold on might have that. Obviously applying hockey, like analogies to soccer is a little different, but I think, when we talk about guys, you can just take over a game and truly just scare the other team. Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, uh, Neymar Jr. from Brazil, right? Uh, yeah, PSG. Yeah. Uh-huh. Zlatan, um, Holland. Like, these guys, they just have this ability to scare you. Like, and I think that's going to be key for this for Holmont and his team this yeah, weekend. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen highlights of him, check it out. Like for his age to do what he's doing and what he can do, like unbelievable. Like and also shows that Scandinavia is also will be in good hands after Slotten decides to hang it as up. If you had ever, we don't know when that as happens. if you had any doubt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now we're here to the nitty gritty. We're now getting to the games that will be played tomorrow and Wednesday. And it's going to be big time. A team, I think like a matchup where at first I thought, okay, I don't know who's going to win. But now I'm at a point like, okay, there's momentum here, but not a lot of momentum there. And I'm talking about Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, and the reason why I said that was because this is they're evenly matched. They are. They're evenly matched. They they both will they're gonna bring the best out of you. However, like to me, Atletico will have the edge just because like their experience it's unbelievable. They are. They are very experienced. They even have like, like one of the best strikers in the world, Luis Suarez, the former Barcelona player. Like, he's basically showing you, hey, like, like, but telling Barcelona, oh yeah, you let me go. Guess what? I'm gonna show you. You guys made a mistake, and the man has not made a mistake one bit. Atletico, they're playing inspiring soccer right now. And and Chelsea, they've been going through a little a little rough patch a little bit, especially they just had a coaching change several months ago. Getting the former Paris Saint-Germain coach, Thomas Tuchel from Germany, who coached Paris to the final. So it's like a young team, like they're they're a young team. They got great strikers, like, but, like, it's go- it's gonna come down to the midfield. And I give Atletico the midfield just because, like, experience. But also, what I like about Atletico, their their coach uh, Diego Simeone, like, he, like, he's a coach that is all about the defense, like, pretty, like, we're gonna play physical with you. We're not gonna allow anything. Like, you have to earn it. And for the years, that's how they play. They play more offensively, but they found that balance. And I think that's where if there's one team that you got to game plan very well, will be Atletico because they're not going to allow you to be comfortable. They're going to come at you, come at you, and they're going to, like, once they score several goals, like, because you have him, Luis Suarez, and Joao Felix, who another youngster who, like, could is starting to become on the rise. Like, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna rest until they 
that get what they want and and really like it's the one team atletico that like you better you better bring it or they're gonna bring it for you yeah um i think atletico and chelsea is probably going to be a game that i'll want to tune into because whenever you have a game where each team is evenly mashed and whatnot <laughs> excuse me um <clears throat> it's just a fun match to watch whether it be yeah. especially in soccer because there's just so much that goes into a soccer match that makes it entertaining and i think yeah. when you have evenly matched teams like that that it's just truly uh i don't know how to describe it like it's just truly what takes you in and it 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 captures your attention and yeah you in the end you don't necessarily if you're a fan of either team you're obviously going to care who wins but if you're not like when you're myself like you just follow certain players and doesn't necessarily have a favorite team because yeah. like you haven't really adopted one like <clears throat> it's just a fun match and you just enjoy watching it and so, yeah, honestly, yeah. like that's what I think is going to be close. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like you say, Alan, it's going to be close, and not only that, I, I don't know who would win. <laughs> yeah, but I get that. But I just think Atletico, like they, they're just going like they have the experience. Chelsea, they are a heck of a team, but I think they're one. I think they're one year away. From contending, like I know their former coach Frank Lampard, who actually played for them and is a club legend. Like he did a very good job in developing the youth, like very very great job, and even especially like giving opportunities to Christian Pulisic, and and the the American the U.S. soccer player like getting him opportunities. Now it's like okay, new coach, new system. Let's do. Let's see how they handle that. Let's see what Coach Tusha will do. But I just think uh, Chelsea, like I think they're one year away from starting to get to the finals, and that is one team in the future. Like Chelsea, they're going to be in in these competitions, like making deep runs for a decade. Yeah. No. I agree. Um, tomorrow, though, just to be different from you, and because I like the kits on the Chelsea a bit better, I'll go with Chelsea. <laughs> There's like okay, nothing right. going into I that will. pick other than just to be different from you, and I kind of like the kits of Chelsea a bit better. So it's like tr- purely like uh, non-analytical, and it's just kind of whatever pick. But uh, well, sometimes that works yeah. out for me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll I'll, we'll go with that tomorrow. We'll, we'll we're gonna find out. So with that, then another game um, that I forgot is obviously the defending champions, Bayern Munich, mm. like going against Lazio. And yes, Lazio they're a great team and all, like good team. They have a heck of a a great. Striker in Silo in Mobley, like that guy's just a scoring machine. Uh, but it's gonna come down to what Lazio does as a team, which they're pretty good. They're not they're not gonna give up. But Bayern, Bayern Munich, they're just loaded. Like they're getting younger. They still have their they still have their veteran leader in Thomas Müller, who basically. That's where he spent his career. The captain, the goalkeeper, and top and, Man, and Manuel Neuer. Like even though he's up, he's getting their names, but he's still proven he's still one of the best goalkeepers, and or actually the best goalkeeper in the world. He he's shown each day. And then you got the the youngsters from Alfonso Davies, from uh, their new acquisition Leroy Sane, and even search Navri, like Bayern Munich, their goal, they want to re- 
carry that title again. I just feel Bayern Munich they're they're over they will be they're overmatched and they're gonna win it. They're gonna they're gonna not just win this game but move on to the next phase. So you're picking Munich uh, to go far, yeah? To to well to win this game and okay. I think they're gonna make it far. It's just they're just not just loaded but they're just disciplined. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I think so. I think I'd agree to that. Um, obviously, as mentioned a couple times, I haven't really watched them play as much as you have. But from everything I've been able to tell and just recaps I've seen, like they seem fairly disciplined and able to know what they want and control it. And I think that's going to be that's the key to any sport in any game. Um, baseball is a little more chaotic, so it's harder to do. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that when next yeah. time we talk about baseball, maybe. But like, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. uh, in soccer, you can easily control. And I think when you have a team that their game is all about control, they're going to do well. Yeah, and they will. You know, like I'll just. I don't think Lazio will win it, but I think they're going to put up put up a good fight. Um, they will. They will. And honestly, I think, like, while I don't think they're going to win it, if they do, it's because Munich can't control. So. Yeah, that's right. Fair to say, that's good. Great observation there. And yeah, I think Byron, they're going to be there. Like. Keep an eye on those guys. And then two more games to preview. And and then from there, we'll just watch the games <laughs> tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, last like last two, uh, I, we're going to start with, um, it will be the Manchester City. They're, they they're going to be playing, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Um, they're going to be playing Gladbach the, from Germany, the Bundesliga. And really, for Manchester City, Gladbach—they're—they're they're no slouch either. Like, I don't know what's what what's going on in Germany, but like last year, last Champions League, two German teams made the, the Champions League final, the Ch- Champions League semi-final, and they were playing against two French teams. But something is going on in Germany that I'm just like, what are they doing? And Gladbach was. They're, they're, they're not going to be easy. They they got a collection of players that we may not know, but, hey, you're going to know them after the game. And and Manchester City has to bring it. And the thing with Manchester City, um, this is another team. Um, they're just like PSG. They they got they, – ever since they were taken over by the – like the – another Qatari group, they, they're oh, actually no, they're from Abu Dhabi. My bad. They're from Abu Dhabi. Same thing. Spending, spending on players, billions of dollars, to do what Paris Saint Germain did: make the final and try to lift the trophy. They won domestically in England, but not in Europe. They even have hired Pep Guardiola, who he actually coached the best Barcelona team. Actually, in the world, like or the best team in the world in 2009, and led them to championships. And since then, like, where's where's that magic? And it's kind of come down to like players in Manchester City, especially like Kevin De Bruyne. Like he needs to like, hey, so we're done with this game. Like, and they lost to teams who they should have not lost to. But this is their opportunity to show, hey, we're in this, and we're not, we're not gonna falter again. This is over. Like, enough. And he's gonna have to put a stamp also with Gabriel Jesus, and and really like, uh, they have great talent in Manchester City, but they can't get it together. And this time they have to get it together. Like they. They have the coach, they have the players, they have the attitude to do it, but it's all about the mindset. Can they get it together? And 
I hopefully think this this is a year they can get it together. They will be, beat Glombach, but they are going to have a difficult run. They're going to have a tough time if they start going back to to their habits in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could say anything to add to that, really. Like, you know, I, I saw a funny uh, clip come across the video feed I was watching from the Bundesliga, and it was uh, the goalkeeper, and he was just uh, having all sorts of fun. He he wasn't in the the goal box or uh, whatever that part of the, the pitch is called. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was, like, towards midfield. <laughs> And slide tackling and doing all sorts of fun stuff that you usually would see a yeah. defender do and having just all sorts of fun. And I think, and it was from a Bundesliga like account. So I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so like, there's something going on over there. They're, they got something special and Man City is Man City. Um, it's going to be a good match and should be fairly entertaining. Yeah. Obviously, probably by yeah, the time absolutely. people are listening to this, the results of all these games will probably have come out. So you'll have to let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably come out, or actually, it, it will probably will it'll probably come. I think it'll, it'll probably come like probably after we post this this part this episode. But but really, like this is Manchester City's year, and another thing with them is like they're tired of being known as. The little brother mm-hmm. to Manchester United, so this is their opportunity. They win a Champions, they win this Champions League. Then we can mention, even though they've won their first, but we can mention mention both Manchester's as equal, and so that will be. This is their opportunity. Yeah, um, I would agree that it's an opportunity to kind of make that step to being seen as equal. I just don't think you can ever people are ever going to say Man City is the same as Manchester United. That's like saying the Mets are equal to the to, to the Yankees, almost, you know? Like, I just don't think that's almost. ever going to happen. <laughs> Probably. We'll but see. this is a – that then, would be a – winning uh, the championship league would be, a, would be a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the last one, Real Madrid playing Atalanta. And this matchup is also very scary because Atalanta, like, they they are a team who, similar a little bit to Atlético Madrid, that they're going to, they don't care who you are, they're going to play your defense. They're going to, like, they're not intimidated by anybody. And, and even they say Real Madrid, just knowing the history, the tradition, the players, they're like, oh, we don't care. We'll, we'll figure it out. And as a Real Madrid fan, I know they're going to win. I'm going to root for them. But it's also it's going to be nerve-wracking. And it's going to be one of those games where, like, like Karim Benzema, like his opportunity. Because the thing is, great, a great soccer player, but they have not found that guy who like when Cristiano left he no one has tried he's trying to fill that void and he is great at it but it's like can he do it consistently I know he doesn't but it's also going to be others around him guys like Vinicius guys like um, Eden Hazard that's another player who has been with injuries but if he wants to be back as like one of the top players in the world that's just his chance. Like, show that, hey, all that money you got to transfer, it's worth it. So, if there's someone that needs to really redeem himself and start playing how he how he needs to play, it's Eden Hazard. He, this is his, this is his moment. And show that, hey, like, you brought me here because you need someone that will score and make plays for you. I'll do that again. Yeah. Um, I think you can just tell, like, Real Madrid, they're a competitive team, but they're not the same in the years since uh, Ronaldo left to go play in Italy. They're just not the same team, and I think they're still trying to be that same team. And 
the trunk, but it, it's not the same. And so yeah. because of that, I think there's going to be a lot of inner conflict within the team just because they don't have their own identity since uh, Ronaldo left. And you can see it's causing problems. Yeah, then, so yeah. while they're competitive, they just haven't figured out who they are yet. And when you don't know who you are in the sports world, it really leads to your uh, detriment. So I don't see them winning. Sorry, Alan. But, like, I don't think they're going to win it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing. They win this match, but, like, how far they can go, that is – that time will tell. And and it's going to come down to the other pieces. And they got some young players, pretty good young players. But can they handle the big stage? That is – that is left to be seen and and that is something that they're going to have to prove not just like Vinicius, I forgot also to mention uh, Federico Valverde uh, Rodrigo um, but it's going to come down to that can they really handle it and and really what what approach are they going to take to to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. So, yeah. Because in the end, this is either going to be a footnote or it's going to be the the starting point. So they, they just yeah. got to decide which one it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you this. This is the Champions League, Braden. Like, you're – all of us here at Soren Sports, this is going to be the one league that you will find a lot of action, a lot of teams that you never heard of, we're going to meet them. And teams that you have heard of but not done a lot of either research or go in depth, you will go in depth with them. And here in Soren Sports, we're going to bring it and – continue our research on that and really the Champions League and I've watched the Champions League since 2006 2006 it it just brings a lot of um, a lot of craziness and a lot of a lot of joy as well so we'll bring you more reports on that we will we will still cover it and you're going to find a lot of excitement in these games cuz you will see stars all over the place. No, exactly. And I think, you know, just got to get sit down and watch these games. You know, I think that's what's really going to set it off because then I can, not only for myself, I'll be able to talk about it better, <laughs> which is good when yeah. when you, when yeah. we want to talk about this kind of stuff. But, like, obviously, like, when you just look at it and you can tell what's going on, you even if you're not yeah. directly watching it, like that's just a completely different. And I think uh, when you watch the Champions League, it has that effect almost where you don't necessarily have to be, you know, watching it t- all the time to know what's going on. You can glance away, but you can glance back and you'll know what's happening based on what how the field is. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, that's the Champions League preview and review. We will come back to it as, as we head over to the quarterfinals, which all, all the stages, it will, it will be completed by March 16th. And then there will be a draw. It normally takes a day after the games and we will preview the quarterfinals and and we'll take it each step from quarterfinals semifinals and then the big game the final <clears throat> who will be the one lifting the champions league final will there be a repeat for Bayern munich or are we going to see a new team and that my friends we will discuss later on mm. So just send us your thoughts and uh, what you guys think, and we'll go from there. So, 
from all of us here at Soren Sports, we thank you for tuning in and uh, we look forward to talking with you again. Till next time.